So I want to have an open discussion. This is not scripted, so you don't know any of the details. But I want to have an open discussion about what's going on in the U.S. economy right now. I think this would be beneficial for a lot of people. Because I asked a question the other day on social media, too. As hey, what is the U.S. national debt? Now, some people just said the number. And the number is roughly 30, over $33 trillion. Now, I'm going to say over $33 trillion Because by the time we're finished with this episode, just filming it live, let alone it going live for people to see and hear, it's going to change. So it's over $33 trillion at this point. So I want to talk about the national debt. I want to talk about what it actually means. So when I, actually, I want to ask you, because this is something that you probably don't think about a lot, right? Is what is the national debt? Not just the number, but what it actually truly means and how it's going to affect future generations. And what are some of the things that, you know, maybe we should discuss about options on how to fix it. Okay. So that's what I, that's what I want to do. Okay. I know it's a little different from, from normal, but I just want to have an open discussion about it because I want to ask you, what is the national debt to you? Like, what do you, what do you know about it? Obviously, this isn't a taut thing. So, like, what do, what do you know about it? And it's okay to say, like, uh, nothing. <laughs> you know how people are like, they should teach you how to write a check in school. I think they should teach you about the national debt. And they might. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. So, actually, I, they might have taught me about this. I don't know. I so just know. You don't know the number? Well, I, I, I... The number's in front of me. I'm looking at the clock right now. Okay. Oh, oh you brought up I brought the up clock. the clock and it's actually panicking me. So, we're not going to look at it. Well, there you go. There's a good example. Why is it panicking you? I just told Todd, I was driving down the expressway the other day and in Cleveland, there's a big sign with the national debt clock on it and it counts while like, you can drive by it and see it go up and up and up and up. And I was like, I don't know why I had an epiphany in that moment. I was looking at it and I was like, that's a lot. How did we get this far? And how are we still going? And how is this okay? And why has nobody invaded our country and taken us over for this? <laughs> How are we getting away with this right now? Was my thought. It's just someone's going to be mad for. And then I almost became one of those people who have like a bomb shelter in their basement and like enough food for years because I was like, yes, a doomsday prepper. That's the word. I almost became a doomsday prepper over the national debt (laughs) without actually knowing what it is. No, I have no idea. (laughs) Okay, so this I think this is cool. Why I want to talk about it? Yeah, this is some nerd stuff. We're going to talk about interest rates. We're going to talk about how things uh, are affecting you in your day-to-day life and the expense of everyday goods and mortgages and things like that. We've recently had some videos get a lot of attention about whether you should buy a house right now at 9 or 10%, which I still stand on, yes, you should, but that's an understanding of value. But we'll get into stuff like that. But with the but with the national debt, like what I want to talk about with you is, first of all, I love that you saw the counter. You found a scoreboard that actually has that many digits on it that are available, that many bulbs that are available. I did. <laughs> but so I didn't. Yeah, it's just wild to look at. Look it's at that thing. Scary. Hopefully it comes through on the screen. I have no idea I have if no that idea comes if through this on is the going camera through. or not. But it's counting pretty large. Yeah, it's just popping off. Like the question becomes, how do I make money like that? <laughs> yeah, how do I just have it roll like that? So... When you think about debt, you think about a deficit, right? Is that how you think about it? Yeah, like like owing. Okay, like so borrowing owing. and owing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So really what what the what the debt is for, right? And what the what uh, what the deficit is for, it's to pay for US programs, communities, um, outreaches and things like that. It's actually it's it's supposed to be paying for services. Right. So let's say there is a community uh, 
that needs assistance with some something, some shape, way, or form, right? Okay. The debt, so what ends up happening is anything beyond uh, the revenue that the federal government has taken in, they obviously have to borrow it to be able to pay for something like that. Yeah. So at the end of the day, what it really is, is a huge spending problem, right? A never-ending spending problem. So the other day, I don't know, I don't remember the exact date, but the other day, this is very, very recent, just a couple of days ago, it increased, the federal deficit or the national debt increased $250 billion in a single day. Holy crap. So 250, I want you to think about that. What caused that? Well, so that's what I want to talk about, right? So there's different causes for the extreme inflation of the debt over the past handful of years. Obviously, we had uh, lockdowns, we had the economy shut down, like we had poor decision making, we had all these things happen. And what ends up happening is that you have to pay for services, you have to you have to stimulate the economy and you essentially give money away. Wait, so were those stimulus checks come, like adding to the national debt? What do you mean it's not free? Yeah. Did he just print more money to give us those? See, now that right there is a great common question. Why don't we just print more money? You asked me this last week and I said, Todd, I don't know, but you say it's bad, so it's bad. So what happened? So another key problem in understanding the national debt and what the true, true problem here is as well, is that it's getting very close to the actual well, it's actually over top of it now that's that's why that's why you're seeing such a a quick increase uh, su- such an extreme incline in the national debt now is because it's actually taking over and is actually larger than our entire nation's gdp and the gdp is the amount of product that you create I'm looking like at the, it right now the our, worth that you create our gdp is 27 trillion it's 27 trillion and the debt is almost 34 they're almost 34 trillion yeah so it's now taken so now we are in a day-to-day deficit yeah. and an annual deficit of like what we even create as a nation. Okay. Right. So that's, that's obviously ext- an extreme problem. So I want you to envision this as you have a thousand dollar limit on your credit card and it allows you to spend 6,000 and then you make the minimum payment. Okay. So if you don't create any more income, if you don't create any more revenue, so let's just say the U S economy or the, um, the federal, uh, uh, the, the government doesn't create any more revenue, right, through taxes, okay, which we'll get to that in a minute. And, and I'm not going to go over whether taxes should be legal or illegal or ethical or, or whatever. Like, that's not for this discussion, actually. But, well, I just want to talk about, like, the facts and the movement of things. Yeah. So if the federal government doesn't create any more revenue, any higher revenue, but increases spending, what happens? You're in debt. Right. But how do you pay the interest on that debt? You can't. You can't. So what do you have more to do? More debt. Exactly. Oh, is that really what's happening? You have to borrow more. So that's okay. why you see a $250 billion snap in a single day is because we have to sell notes. We have to sell debt, right? Or create debt, right? Yeah. So we have to borrow capital. Let's just, for simple numbers, say we're borrowing a million bucks. Hey, we'll pay you back 1.1. Yeah. So we need that million to go towards a debt service now. That's a really bad cycle to be in. And that's then you still you s- owe 0.1. You still owe the point one, but you're kicking that down the road. Yeah. You're going, that's not due till later. I'll figure it out in between here and there. So essentially, you are creating your own float, but the problem is, is your boat's made of lead. <laughs> awesome. So this is so this is becoming a very dangerous and scary cycle for a lot of people that understand the economics of it. Because if you just simplify it all the way down to like, what if it was me with a credit card at the mall? I know I can't spend more than a thousand bucks. But I go out and it allows me to spend six. 
That makes sense. And I can't make the minimum payment already. So I got to go get another credit card to make the payment on that original credit card that I spent six on. Now I got to pay that interest, but I paid this interest. So I'll go get another one to pay that second one. Do people do that? People do things like that all the time. Okay. Is that how you like get into really bad, like... People get themselves in a lot of trouble by doing things okay. like that. Yeah, there is. I didn't know you could pay a credit card with another credit card. Nah, I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's ways, but <laughs> cash advance. Yeah, pay that. You know what I mean. So I yeah. mean, there's, there's a number of ways to do it. Um, I'm not going to teach people how to do that right now, even right. though I accidentally did a little. Maybe don't do that. <laughs> don't please. do that. That's that's financial ruin. Don't do that. That's why I think credit cards are the devil still, but the or one of the devils, but why i wanted to talk about this and just have an open discussion on it because i'm not expecting you to know everything i'm not expecting for me to know everything either and i think it's important to be able to have dialogue and just question if we're increasing in debt that quickly and and we've never defaulted on a payment but if we default on a payment what happens if we default on a payment if you default if you default on a credit card payment what happens does that mean you don't pay it I know what you default means. Default means you don't pay it. Okay. Yeah. Well, what happens? Well, like, what was your worry? The, you just oh oh, I'm scared someone's gonna come for us to get the money that we don't have because they want they're gonna take the country instead. They want their <laughs> that's my fear. They want their payment. Yeah. So the problem with all of this is now what people see on a day to day basis is why is milk ten bucks now? Well, maybe it's not 10 bucks, maybe it's seven bucks, six bucks, five bucks, feels like 10 bucks. But why is an everyday good so much more expensive now? Well, that's when we get into inflation. That's how it's actually affecting you. So when people are talking about, and this is how it gets into housing to me, housing is not directly correlated with um, just one singular entity. Yeah. Right. It's not decided. Mortgage rates aren't decided by one person. Many people will say like, oh, it's it's the Fed. It's saying this. So the mortgage is going to be that. It's it's actually not that simple. There's actually more that goes into it. Again, I don't want to spend the next 30 minutes explaining how that works. But my point is, is that the things that you are complaining about now or feeling pain in now is a symptom of what the root of the problem is and the root of the problem is that we are a negative cash flow country for decades now. So this was all originally this all originally started in 1781, 91. Right? So, so before, it's revolutionary war times yeah. is when this was originally created or, or this deficit was originally created due to paying for uh war services. Yeah. Okay. So then it's increased and increased and increased over time. So that's why you see these big bumps, right? When you see, uh, a, you know, a, an Iraqi Afghani war, when you see a pandemic, when you see a lockdown, when you see, when you see a need for extra services or ne- extra injections, right? So you see the debt increase yeah. rapidly or strictly or steeply, I should say. So the question becomes, how do you solve it? That was my actually, I was going to ask you. How do you solve it? So it's not who as, can solve it. Well, not the people currently leading. I can tell you that. Okay. Not with the current structure that they currently have. Okay. Are, are you saying like the the people who are leading themselves or the positions can't do it? The the positions. Okay, can't. that was my question. Okay. The, the 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 positions can't do it now. 
I don't remember the exact year, but there has been times where the deficit actually decreased. And then it goes, well, wait, how did that happen? How did we actually have a decrease? Well, how do you decrease your credit card bill? You pay it off. You pay it off. Yeah. That means you pay the actual principal down of the debt. You don't just pay interest. Yeah. All right. So how do we do that? Well, that can't be that can be can't be handled or done by a single person. Yeah. That can't be done by a single position in the government in leadership. That has to be done by everybody. So if there's 330 million ish Americans, right, that are in the country, if there's 33 trillion dollars in debt, the question becomes: Are you willing to pay a hundred grand each, every single person, to pay off the national debt? Let me ask you this. If 100% of the people were on board with this, which obviously, if 100% of the people, just put that aside. If 100% of the people were on board and willing to take 100 grand and pay off their portion of the national debt, would you do it? Would I do it? Yeah. If, like, but are we just going to dig ourselves back in this hole is the question. Like, no, not if we're just going to end up right where we are 10 years from now. What if it reset your balance and gave you an extra 250 years, though? Again, 1781 is when this started. I'm about to say something selfish. <laughs> okay, that's 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 why I want to talk about this. Am because I gonna this live, is how other people are going to be thinking about. Am I going to live 250 years? Okay. I really hope not because that, be, that would be decrepit, but... <laughs> But I don't, I know, would you? I, I, I like to think that I would. Okay. If everybody so was I've doing been thi- it. I've been thinking about this more often, but here, but I have a little different perspective. Than okay. You. I got kids. Yeah. And I can see where grandkids could come into play and grandkids, grandkids. And yeah. like the way that I work, I'm setting, I'm trying to set up generations. So if I don't solve a root problem or help solve a root problem, they're going to be dealing with it. Right. That's fair. I guess if it were like everybody's doing it and it will be like paid off and reset, yes. If it was like, who mm-hmm. wants to help? Sorry. So is that a root problem or a symptom of something? What? Who wants to help? Is that the root problem? Or is that a symptom? I think it's I think it's a, <laughs> I just I, asked you your question. Sorry. I th- well, I think it's I think it's a symptom. And the reason I say it's a symptom I think it's a symptom is because there's been a lack of education leading up to this point and a lack of showing why you should fight for something further than yourself. Why you should have a vision for something further than yourself. I can get behind that. I can agree with that. So if you think about the, you know, your Washingtons, your Lincolns, your people who signed the Constitution, your Franklins. Yeah. Do you think they were living for the next five years, the next TikTok video? No. The next... Right. But I think we're getting uh, like in- increasingly more self-absorbed. Increasingly, uh, yeah, we're numb. Yeah. Numb. So when you have this root problem, $33 trillion, and you have to create further debt to pay off that debt, you obviously start cycling, you start spiraling yeah. out of control downwards, right, in your financial health. Now, what ends up happening is when you have that increase in debt and borrowing, you have an increase in supply of 
money. And supply and demand says if there is more of something with less demand, because again, it's over top of our GDP at this point, you have inflationary times. It could even be hyperinflationary. So that's how you end up having, you know, countries that end up having a billion dollar bill and they're cleaning their shoes with it in other countries. Yeah. Like this has happened before. It's hyperinflation. So that's why when people are like, oh, houses are inflated right now. I'm going to wait for them to go down. The true value of the house isn't going down. The money is getting less valuable. It takes more of it to buy the same thing that it did five years ago. Yeah. So your house, as an example, you bought it 60 days, 90 days ago? Yeah, like two or three months ago. Yeah, two or three months ago. Now, granted, you bought it well. I thought you had 20 or 30 in equity like right when you bought it. Yeah. You're at 50. You think? That's, yes. That's, that. you're very confident in that. I we're selling real estate yeah okay we're selling real estate and i know how nice your little street is i know how nice your house is and i know the layout yeah like if other things are following that suit like how do you solve this how do you how do this is something that i like to think about because somebody has to think about it somebody has to act on it. somebody has to share it with people yeah because the post that i made was does anybody actually know what the u.s debt is now some of it was very aggressive into like, oh, we're still owned by the crown. I'm not trying to get into those discussions necessarily. I'm just trying to have people understand a negative cash flow, negative deficit, right? You wouldn't be able to survive in your own life like that. Yeah. For a short couple months. Let alone. Let alone decades and have it yeah. just get worse. So the question becomes, where does the accountability come from? And... What ends up happening? Like, how does this affect the future generations? Like, what, what actually, what, what does money actually become? I know that it's getting worse, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like, because we're saying we were just saying that like the generations are just getting more and more like self-absorbed and not really caring as much about the future outside of themselves. Yeah. They don't see past but, lunch. Yeah, but how did this start? Why was there no accountability when it started? Well, I know you said like it was war, obviously. So sometimes you just. You got to do what you got to do. But at the same time, how did it get this far is my question. Well, the other problem that you have, another unforeseen is like when you have a compounding problem, do you see the problem when it's, you know, at 20% capacity or 100% capacity? Usually when it's getting closer to like 70 or 80. Right. But really the only time to solve the problem is when it's at 10, 15, 20% capacity. If you don't start slowing it down there because it's constantly doubling. Yeah. So... That's what it's not going to slow down. Yeah. And the only time it's ever actually gone down is because we paid off debt by selling off U.S. assets, federal assets. But if you don't have any assets left, what is it that you sell off? So you as you as an individual, right? Yeah. What's 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 your what's some of your financial goals right now? Like just as like a business or? Yeah, just as just as like you. Because I'm going to compare it to okay. how um, how the federal spending actually. I'm going to compare your personal situation, yeah, to what the non like just the blatant disrespect to any sort of budget setting that the government has right now, and how disrespectful it actually is to its own people. That's why we were going to have a government shutdown the other day, is because they couldn't come up, they couldn't renew the budget fast enough. Yeah. So they couldn't come to an agreement on a spending 
of foreign aid and stuffing bills with other problems that just creates billions of dollars that they just toss around right now. So just imagine being a teenager and no limit on a credit card, no education. Like that's what this looks like right now. But what are some of your financial goals right now? We'll compare it to like what it actually looks like on the federal side. Like, I mean, next year, like I want to double my income. Okay. And I want to net like, like if I make 200K, I want to net like 125. Okay. So how would you increase your income? Increase my, I guess like how, my investments. Okay. Yes. So you have actual investments. So you, like incre- you, you want to increase in assets? Yes, in assets. Yes. And you want your money to go to work for you and be able to come back to you, be able to come back to you. At no point did you say, I want to spend more than I make. The yeah. first thing you even started with, I was, I want to hire net. Yeah. That's the exact opposite. So I want to make more than I spend. Yeah. That's exactly ex- what I just said. It's the exact opposite of how we're operating right now as a country. I just don't understand how it's happening though. Like how does it, I don't understand why nobody's doing anything about it is the thing. Because they don't know what to do. So everyone's just like, hmm. And I'm not saying I have an individual answer either. I'm not going to be that guy. See, while you're like, I sit around and think about it and I don't know how to solve it, but I would like, somebody's got to think about it. I'm thinking about doomsday prepping. (laughs) Yeah. You're thinking about (laughs) buying hundreds of thousands of jars of peanut butter. And cans of corn. (laughs) (laughs) We are not the same. You're a little more proactive about this. Yeah, so it's okay. Starts from... It's not going to happen from top down. So it has to start from bottom up. If it's not going to happen from top down, it has to start from bottom up. Okay, so how is would that happen? What does that look like? How are you becoming rich in a nation that is crippled by debt right now? Bottom up. Yeah. By your own actions, by the values yeah. that you provide and understanding financial literacy. Yeah. Right? So if more of us do that, that's why I feel called to this, if more of us do that, we will be able to set a better standard. And eventually, someone in leadership will come from one of us, as opposed to a lifelong politician that's lining their pockets with somebody else's agenda. I have a question. Yes. Would you ever be that person? I, I, would, be, I would actually be open to it. If like the opportunity came for you to step into politics, would you do it? Yeah, I would be open to it. Okay. As little professional, like I'm wearing a Tommy Jerry shirt. Under this, <laughs> His so, like, wife is sitting right next to me and she's, she just lifted her head and went, <laughs> she's like, please no, <laughs> please, <laughs> please no. I, yeah, because some, because someone's going to need to, and it's going to have to come from somebody that has built something outside of politics. That's why. That's why Trump is so such a magnet for so many people because he's not a lifelong politician. Yeah. Which sidebar, I think he'll actually get the candidate and I think he'll actually win the election again. I think that's actually a possibility. Even with everything that's going on, I think they're doing more marketing for him than they're doing harm. I really do. But the 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 problem will have to be solved from the ground up because once you are in a certain space for long enough, you become delusional or lose sight of everything else that's around you that's not like you. So if you're in politics for 60 years... You become out of touch. Out of touch is a great way to put it. Yeah. With like the average American, 
their life, what's going on, the actual problems, yeah. what 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 needs solved. You just yeah, you they, become out of touch with it. They don't even feel like real human beings to us. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Right? At what at that point I feel like they're not even like really operating for a mission. So if, just, you're, so if you're going in to vote. Yeah. Right? Now who you vote for is in my opinion should be private and shouldn't be a big public thing. So I'm not going to ask you like who hey, who you vote for, but when you are going to vote, like what are you thinking and looking for? Well, if I'm being honest. Well, no, lie to me. I <laughs> I actually don't want to vote. And I know that's bad cuz I no. should vote cuz my voice is important and I should vote, but it stresses me out. Well, you know what? That's fair. That's why I wanted to have this yeah. uh, that's I'm glad you brought that up. So why why do you feel like that? Because there's a lot of young people that feel that way. Yeah. Because I feel like both sides are liars and neither side follows through with what they say they're going to do. And a lot of the people... And then if the side does follow through, then they're just bad people. Like, they're, they're crappy people. And then I can't morally let, allow myself to vote for them. So then I'm like, I don't want to vote at all because I don't like any of the options. So you actually don't want to pick between the two evils. Yes, I actually can't. Like, I feel like I'm, I just can't because you lose either way. Okay. So how do, here's another question. How do we solve something like that? It can't happen. Can that happen from the top? What if you had a new candidate? That's what, but like who? But even if the new candidate comes in and if they've been in politics for say 20 years. Yeah. Do you automatically not trust them? Not automatically. Not automatically. So they have to prove their yeah their yeah their lack. I also of... have come to the point where I feel like the lower levels of government are more important than the president for me. Okay, can you give me an example? Like the Senate and the House. Okay. Like your representatives and stuff. Okay. I feel like they're more important than the president at this okay. point. Obviously, the president is representing the whole nation. Well, so... the sh- well, the, the, there's a reason checks and balances are in yeah. place. Yeah. So like, it's I not think... a dictatorship. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm honestly at this point I'm less concerned with who the president is. I don't disagree with that. I don't really care if Daffy Duck's in office. Yeah, because they they ha- they don't have all that power that you think they do. Because I agree that, well, my belief is that any problems are truly solved from ground up, like, not top down. Yeah. So I'm thinking that way without knowing it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you're able to affect and improve your own individual life. Albeit while all of that's the, happening, the top is a disaster. Yeah, right. right truly, an embarrassment right now. Yeah. No matter who you voted for, we've all failed. Exactly. <laughs> we, we all got. We all. We all got to wear that failure. And uh, the the people lower are a lot more touchable to you, yeah. Because they're touching like your individual communities where you're like what what you're seeing. Those people are the ones that are dealing with what the the lives we're living. Yeah, they see they they see a little bit more of the actual demographic. Yeah. I don't I don't disagree with you there. Yeah. I don't disagree with you there. So so the national debt, 33 trillion, 330 million Americans in the US. Everybody would take a 100 grand from everybody to pay it completely off. That's like a student loan. What do you mean? If if you have if you pay that off, like if you pay 100 grand off, some schools are that much. Some people have student loans that are way more than that. Yeah. So why'd you look at me like that didn't make sense when I said that? No, I, di- I didn't know what you meant. Oh, oh okay. I'm saying like people pay that every day. 
So like it's not an unreachable number by any means. Also, people don't pay it every day at the same time. So there's that. Well, the, see, now that is where I was leading. To, oh, okay. Was 33 trillion in debt. 330 million people. It's 100 grand a person. For the people who, you know, they say like eat the rich and they think money's the problem and et cetera, et cetera. You, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Someone such as I, right? Yes, I've made millions of dollars. We've made millions of dollars. But we've also paid hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes. And even if I use tax benefits now, right? Let's say I make a million dollars now and most people would think I would owe $300,000 in taxes. Let's say I owe thirty, yeah, or fifty, because I'm providing housing and doing different things that are tax benefit. People believe like, well, you're not paying your fair share. Like you've heard people say that about like the ultra wealthy. Well, they don't pay their fair share. Well, if there's 330 million people and it only takes $100,000 from each person to solve the problem, and they've paid millions of dollars in taxes, we've paid hundreds and thousands of dollars in taxes. Aren't those the people that have actually paid their share? And the person making 40 grand a year that doesn't get taxed because they don't make enough? I mean, I guess. But they take subsidies? Isn't that part of the problem? I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I know this, this is where a, we get into like the, the moral little, side of things where I'm like, yeah, but like. That's why I wanted yeah. to talk about it. I know it's a little touchy. Yeah. But I think it's important to be able to pick a stance yeah. on this and go, the person who's making 40 or 50 grand a year. The subsidy shouldn't go towards day-to-day living. It should go towards skill building. I would agree. Do you understand what I'm saying here? I do get what you're saying, yeah. Because the people... The, the, the people with victim mentalities, right? They're not going to solve the problem. And the people at the top, if they are priming the victim mentality for votes or whatever because we're lifelong politicians and we know how to get someone to check a box and we have this national debt problem are any of them going to solve it no i agree so yeah it's uncomfortable to say but somebody at some point is going to have to start moving up the ladder ground up to start potentially solving some of these problems yeah. And educating and educating others on it. Yeah. So whether this discussion gets, you know, five views, five hundred views, or five million views, it doesn't really matter to me because whoever does see it, hear it, you and I are having the discussion. So in the future When I'm the president. We <laughs> we can have an even more educated discussion. I th- that's why I think it's important that we're talking about it because Let's say you go 10 more years and you never think about it. And then one day you hear sirens. Why are you hearing sirens? You're like, I don't even know what the national debt is. I'll know what it is. I'm going into my shelter. <laughs> you got, you got, you got your, 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 your doomsday prepping. Yeah. Yes. Somebody else might not know what that siren, those sirens are, but I'll know. I think what's interesting <laughs> to this is I believe it to be a solvable problem. After the way that you said it, I didn't realize how like, I mean, obviously a hundred thousand dollars is not like it's a lot of money. easily obtainable for every single person. Of course not. It's it, a lot of money, but it's definitely a solvable problem. Yeah, and how many of those Americans of the three hundred thirty million are children are uh, incapacitated, are not earning? Like, yeah. 
So like the, a big time part of the deficit is things like, you know, subsidies towards social security and some yeah. subsidies towards, you know, just different notes, but foreign aid. There's also like a level of not anger, but like anger, especially for people who are young, like why it's age like seven. Mm-hmm. Like if I mean, like even myself, I'm like, I didn't solve this pro or I didn't make this problem. So why do I have to solve it? Why do I have to pay $100,000, especially somebody say I didn't have like, I mean, I was working like a job where I make $20,000 a year. Why do I have to pay that money when I didn't make this problem? Why am I solving this problem? Yeah. So people are starting to feel the problem now. Yeah. Because people are going, well, I'm going to wait till housing comes down. I'm going to wait till interest rates come down. I'm going to wait till things get cheaper again. I mean, you're going to be waiting. It's going to be a while. You're going to be waiting. I'm not saying there aren't fluctuations in markets and like things won't dip at times but there's a reason a house in 1970 versus a house in 1990 versus a house in 2010 versus a house in 2023 when did it ever get back to 1990 prices it didn't like, and then this is when people go like oh housing does go down it's called 2008 one how many years ago was that two that was not caused by uh paying off debt it was not caused by lowering the deficit it was not caused by responsible actions it was caused by irresponsible actions they were packaging bad bad mortgage loans uh together and then they were marking them as a double a assets so they were selling them as secure assets when in reality they were bad loans they were packaging them together and calling them good because there was more of them together. Then obviously you have you know a, a flood of foreclosures, and then you have stock uh, declines, and you know you have these pitfalls. But so that wasn't caused by natural operations, yeah, of business and economy and people and life. It was caused by irresponsible actions. I know. So if interest rates at nine percent right now. Should you buy a house? Yeah, but you should find a you should find the house that's the right value that you can afford. Yeah, I agree. People on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube did not agree with that, and that's okay. That's okay, and that's why if you go to their page, they're asking for rent. That's the problem. There was one there. There was there was there was a post that Nolan shared with me that I was very excited to read about basically someone saying that landowners they they would like to they would like to end all land i'm not going to read it because we would you would get would demonetized get, like, we're not even video, monetized but the video, video, video would get, get flagged yeah. yeah it was it was but it was ruthless but i find it interesting because the person's goal was to become the thing that they hated the most yeah because they were talking about land they said landowners not landlords so there's landowners in general but their goal was to become a landowner so their solution was to become their own problem. That is a big issue with today's economy, people, and government today as well. Is because, well, I just want to get ahead. I'm going to do it by getting more credit and debt and things like that. That is the problem, right? Nobody understands how to take to cash flow efficiently. Nobody understands how to create capital and spend less of it than they create. Yeah. So, solution's going to be from ground up. 
I have a question. Mm-hmm. Before we started, you mentioned something about China. Oh, about their... Uh, yeah, they got a real housing problem going on over there. Oh, housing problem. Okay. Well, they 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 have artificially inflated their economy for 30 or 40 years, for at least 30 or 40 years, trying to catch the U.S. and overtake the U.S. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, because I'm looking at the debt clock and China's the one below us and they have like half of our debt. Yeah, but their 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 problem is uh their problem is defaults right now and there's they they so the housing market in China like you have to be of a certain privilege to even own a, uh, like one hundred percent of people's investments are in real estate there. Yeah. So when there's a crash or when there's a problem or a housing issue, everybody gets wiped out, and that's what they're going through right now. Okay, I'm looking at this clock and I'm like, U.S. thirty three, China fourteen, Japan. 13 and then below that the next the next highest one is three in germany and then it just keeps getting lower and i'm like if i were any of those countries like three trillion is a lot of money i would be like i got three trillion us got 33 we're good we're good good. you can't even fathom the size of that no i can't i can't compare it to anything i have no idea what to compare that to nobody does yeah nobody does nobody has nobody nobody has anything to to you're almost to the point where it's not a number it's it's basically it's basically not yeah like I I can't I I can't fathom it. Yeah. So that's to me when I look at the economy, when I do my research, when I operate on a daily basis, when we're investing in property, when we are uh, investing money, when we're selling things, like how are things operating and how how are we seeing people operate? It's I mean, this is to me this is the norm. Like I don't see this going away like there's if i had to guess what their attempt right now in raising rates and increasing uh you know the cost is they're just trying to slow that number and if they can slow that number maybe they've got a shot at a soft landing yeah in my opinion that's 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 what's happening but i don't really see how you have a soft landing when you have the general rule like if i'm going to invest in a business first thing i'm looking at is the cash flow if it doesn't cash flow uh, uh charlie munger said this warren buffett's partner uh if you don't cash flow just say no <laughs> so we made the joke earlier you're like oh you're just you're not trying to build a country you're trying to buy the country and i yeah. was like well funny enough i don't if I looked this. at the u.s i wouldn't buy it because it doesn't cash flow for yeah. squat <laughs> like it's just <laughs> Gosh, it blows my mind because you look at the budgets, like you you look at the, the U.S. budget and how our tax dollars are being spent, and it's like well, these numbers the, are huge. How yeah, are we? What's funny about that is there is actually a printout. Like you can look at the the balance, the U.S. balance sheet, the spread. Yeah, yeah. There's sites that you can go on and look. Now, granted, it's hundreds of pages, and you're gonna have to do some sifting. So this is like super boring stuff for a lot of people, but you can see like where their assets are at where their spending is, you know, to to an extent at least. And you can start to understand the I mean the 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 general problem that's not going away. Yeah. Now I'm not pretending to know what the top has to deal with either. I guess that that's a good point too like not knowing what's going on up there and what they're Yeah, I'm going to yeah. I'm going I'm going I'm I'm not going to be the, the the guy that says like oh it's it's you know it's only ground up and there's no there can be no collaboration or anything and they're just idiots i'm not yeah. i'm not saying that i'm not saying that i agree with a lot of their decisions but there's a lot of information that they have that i'm sure nobody else has 
that states like if we don't do this this is a projection for us to be gone in six hours if we don't do this let alone 60 years or something right so i feel like this conversation definitely helped a lot because like the the timing was perfect i was in cleveland literally like three or four days ago when i saw that the clock that's really and and i was thinking about it so for you to walk in here today and be like i want to talk about the national debt the timing was impeccable because i feel like not only myself but a lot of people I mean, obviously, we talk about how people your age also don't know. But like my yeah. age, nobody knows any idea. You could tell us the number 33 trillion and we'll hear it once and be like, oh, my goodness. And then after that, you're desensitized to it. The number doesn't mean anything to you. What what yeah. the national debt actually is doesn't mean anything to you. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I guess you're not you're not dealing with it every day. But like you said, now we are dealing with it every day. Yeah. Because we're like milk prices are going up, things like that. And when you have a $250, $250, $250 dollar bump in a single day. Right. When you go parabolic in your debt, yeah. The only way for that that's not gonna stop. Yeah. You have to pay something off. It's sell something for that to be to to be brought to be brought under control. So like when it goes straight up, it's called parabolic. So if you have something that's parabolic, it's non sustainable. So when I used to day trade stocks, what I did before real estate, right? If you saw something that was parabolic, what you didn't do was buy it. <laughs> Yeah. Because it can't sustain that. So if you have debt that's parabolic, yes, maybe it'll trickle off for a period of time here. But there's another debt service coming due the following term, the following month, whatever it may be. And if your only way to pay that minimum interest rate or that minimum interest bill is to borrow again, you are I mean, you're in a cyclone. You're in a bad you're in a bad spiral. <sighs> So the only way for them to increase revenue if they have no assets left is to tax higher. So then the question becomes, 330 million people, everyone's got 100 grand. Does everyone do give over 100 grand to pay off the debt? Honestly, it's a really good question. For anybody left watching, would you pay it? Yeah, would? I had to say it. I had to I had to say if I would. I still don't know. If everybody did it, I would. Still don't know. I think if everybody if it was like a everybody's doing it and it will get paid off, I will. But if it was like taxing, you know. What if 50% of the people did? What if 50% of the people had the attitude of what can I do for my country instead of what can my country do for me? That's tough. I think it depends on what my financial situation would be at that moment. What if you had 200 grand sitting in the bank? Oh, can I give like, <laughs> can I give like 60? Sure. Okay. I'll give 60. And then 40 the next year? Yeah. Okay. Is that a good answer? Does that, that suffice? Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> your that's your answer. It's your it's it's your answer. That's why that's why I'm asking. Like I think that's a real question that should be asked. Yeah. Or some sort of question around that structure. Yeah. Because if I, you're born with a hundred grand in debt, then you pay off that debt. That just gets like angry. Like born with a hundred grand in debt. That's. So stupid. Well, you're looking at the clock right now, right? Yes. Is it going up or down? It's going up. Well, I guess it's more than 100 now. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. Yeah, but everyday people, it's starting to affect them now. They're starting to see it now, but they don't understand where it's actually coming from. They just think it's coming from, well, the Fed's raise, raising rates and they're, oh, inflation. they're, oh. they're mean. Yeah. No, they are trying to steer this burning drag race car that's up against the barrier right now 
you constantly see the conversation of like people the, the the generation now can't afford a house they can't afford to live right they and like people are angry about it but i don't think anybody understands like you just said where where it's coming from the root yeah nobody understands why it's happening the root if the if have you ever well of course you've seen a company that isn't under debt or doesn't have debt but i was gonna say i well i, I know <laughs> <laughs> well how well, how freely, how you, you can be a good example then. You don't have debt. How, f- I mean, you have your mortgage. My mortgage. You like, said company. A company. I and, guess, yeah. And you okay. can also pay off your mortgage right now if you wanted to. So yeah, like, okay. You, you are, you are of, uh, you're in the green, you're in the black. Yeah. Right. How freely do you operate on a daily basis? Like, like spending? Just like in your decision making. Oh. In your freedom. Like, are you light each day? Yeah. Now imagine it being the exact opposite. I would be. You'd be making decisions left and right. Yeah. You'd be throwing things everywhere. You'd be like frantic. Doesn't that what that feels like right now? Yeah, it does. To other feel people. Like that. Yeah. Or with other people. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. And I think that's I think that is a, a root reason on why because we don't talk about things like this. We don't understand things like this. Even if not every single statistic was a hundred percent right, the principles behind it are understanding. You cannot operate at a deficit forever. I'm going to make a reference and you're probably not going to understand it. Ooh. SpongeBob, the episode where they look inside of his brain and the filing cabinets are all on fire and there's paper flying everywhere. That's what I imagine the government to be like. <laughs> That's what's happening right now in Washington. <laughs> I have not seen that episode. but I'll show you after. You, <laughs> they've probably seen it. If anybody my age is watching it, they've seen it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah ima- imagine operating like that on a daily basis. I think this is a good conversation. So I think it's important for people to sit down and think about it and take the time um and then go watch your next cat video <laughs> to numb yourself learn something then numb yourself yeah. and then maybe think about it in a few days don't let it go years but yeah but but by knowing this or having a better understanding of it is you can set yourself up better yeah for the future you also you... just subconsciously are going to have you're going to have better conversations and yeah. like be more aware of it subconsciously yeah you know you, you know that if Every single day that ticker is increasing that quickly, you know that if you have a hundred grand sitting doing nothing, you know that overnight it becomes ninety eight. You know it has to get into something tangible, physical. Yeah. It just has to be in something of value. Yes, you have your reserves, but it just it, it creates awareness for you to know that stagnancy is guaranteed loss. Uh, fear and inaction is guaranteed loss. And anything that you put your money into that you could potentially have a risk on, which is anything, has the potential of being the best investment you've ever made with a smaller possibility of loss. So you can either have guaranteed loss or opportunity for a win. That's your two choices off this. Okay. What's national debt at now? $39 trillion. <laughs> 33.4. Yeah, it was at 33.3 when we started. <laughs> By the time this video goes up, it'll be at 35. Probably. <laughs> it's been real. <laughs>